One man, one mission, to equip the Church of Jesus Christ in the power of the Holy Spirit and awaken the Church to the voice of the Spirit. David Cuppet brings to you the School of the Holy Spirit from one of his many missions from around the world, where he aligns with apostolic leaders to eradicate spiritual blindness and reveal the true authority of believers in Christ to prophesy, heal the sick, raise the dead, and cleanse the lepers. Open your heart and get ready to receive all that the Holy Spirit has for you in this week's session of the School of the Holy Spirit. School is in session. All right, good day, everybody. Welcome to School of the Holy Spirit this week. I'm really excited about today's session. Um, The last time we met, we started to venture into the aspect of, you know, curses and dealing with being able to discern the spells and the deception that the enemy has in our culture um, and how influential that can be when whenever we are deceived into um, entering the curse or entering uh, the deception that the enemy is trying to put upon us. And I encourage you, if you haven't listened to that one, um, make sure you go back and, and, and listen to that because we're going to build upon, you know, our eyes, the eyes of our heart, right? Uh, the the revelation, and the wisdom of the Lord being revealed to us um, to actually discern and see our enemy. That's a gift, right? And so um, I want to talk today about uh, you know, the reality of people being born into curses. Okay. Um, and I'm going to give some examples of, of this here in a minute. And, and you know, we're, we'll see where the Holy Spirit takes us today. But um, at the end of this, guys, uh, you know, I'm getting some good emails, some good questions from people. People are, are uh, you know, responding to this well, you know, things that they couldn't see about, you know, the music that they were singing and how deceiving it is to just sing along a song that is actually, you know, uh, an incantation and a, and a witchcraft ritual produced the song. And, you know, people innocently begin to speak it. And just as you know, I taught you guys about the iscus power of a person who begins to believe the vision that the Lord puts in their heart. And when they prophesy it, they're actually releasing the aligned power of them with the Holy Spirit. And together you actually become, you become the prophecy, you become the vision of the Lord because you are believing it in your heart. And that same concept works on the demonic side. If you innocently begin to speak, right, the the demonic curse that's in a song, um, you know, you are literally invoking the declaration of that song, the, the intent of that song. And so that's a real thing. And so, you know, Jesus said life and death is in the power of the tongue. And you choose life and death every day. What you choose to speak, what you choose to listen to, and what you choose to sing along, what you choose to expose your eye gates to, your ear gates. Jesus said in in Matthew 6 to actually protect your eye gates, protect them, guard your heart with all diligence, right? Because in it rests the ability to have eternal life. And if you if you grasp the fact that you have this enemy that is hunting you, working to enslave you, um, you can have a completely different warrior mentality to life, realizing, number one, you are not powerless. You receive the Holy Ghost. You have access to heaven and the voice of God. And every form of deception the enemy comes against you with, the intent of Jesus Christ is to literally destroy your enemy, to uproot it, to expose it, to break its back, to break its power, so that you and your children and your future generations will live in the restoration of the Lord, okay? Restoration is the ultimate goal, and I'm going to talk about that here today um, because you can get lost in doing deliverance and thinking that it ends up just being about casting out devils, but the ultimate, you know, maturity of deliverance is casting on the devil is just part of the way that a person gets into the fullness of restoration. Okay. It's necessary. And, you know, when a demon is cast out of a person, um, as we learned in, in uh, Luke eleven twenty, that when uh, the finger of God 
meaning the Holy Spirit. When the Holy Spirit, the finger of God, comes, uh, casts a demon out of a person, that the kingdom of heaven literally has touched that person, right? And so deliverance and casting out demons is a major part of the kingdom because there are only two kingdoms. There's the kingdom of heaven, um, the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, and then there's the other kingdom, right? And there's only two. So your heart is caught in the middle, caught in this testing place called the earth, the world, and your decisions um, literally choose life and death. Okay, and so out of out of your heart, your mouth speaks. And when you begin to prophesy or you begin to sing, you are decreeing, declaring and aligning with one of the two kingdoms. Amen. And so we talked last time about being able to discern your enemy in our culture and discern the way the enemy infiltrates music, infiltrates the media uh, with a soothsaying agenda to put fear on people and control them. And, you know, I've had a lot of people follow up with questions about, um, you know, the coronavirus and talking about that. Let me just say this. Um, the pharmaceutical companies have increased sixfold in their revenues since the, uh, since the fear that was induced in the people uh, for something that has a 99.998 survival rate um, and the vast, well, it, let's, let's just say this, half the world running out and getting a shot, right, a vaccine. What if the world ran out and got a shot of the Holy Ghost? What if the world ran out and said, Jesus is my healer? What if the world ran out and said, I refuse the fear of the propaganda that is trying to induce me into fear, thinking that if I don't get this shot, I'm going to die. And I, I rattled off some statistics for you last time, but, you know, I had, had some questions around um, that and, you know, people's eyes being open to the reality that, oh my gosh, I didn't look at it that way. Um, but the reality is this, guys, your enemy is trying to get a foothold on you in any way possible. Okay. And it's, it literally surrounds you in, um, in our culture. Right. And I pray, I pray that as your eyes are opened, um, you know, when Elijah, um, Elisha and his servant were surrounded by a million man army, you know, Elisha prayed to a servant who was in fear, prayed for a servant's eyes, the eyes of his heart to be open. And it says that the servant could see that there were more for him than against him. And that's that's the way it is right now, guys. The deception that surrounds you in this world, for, for every demonic fallen angel, for every demon, um, there are literally, um, you know, twice as many angels in the Lord's army as there is in the satanic army. So there are more for you than against you. Amen. And so you have to, you know, I've talked a lot, especially at the beginning of this series about the awakening of the Holy Spirit and having visions and supernatural dreams and, and certain deliverances leading me into a place of having the eyes of my heart so opened to discern angels and see demons when I minister in places and different things. That same ability is granted to anybody who thirsts and hungers after the Holy Ghost. And I've given you a roadmap on how to get there. I've given you a roadmap on how to turn away from the culture and literally hunt down the Holy Ghost with all your heart, all your mind, all your strength to pray in the Holy Ghost and for you to see the supernatural awakened in your life too. Amen. And see, see gifts that you never thought you had suddenly begin to be used. See, see supernatural abilities um, in the in the work environment, in in the ministry environment, everywhere you go, restoration happening in your life because you have turned from evil and embraced the the true power of the Holy Ghost and the promise of restoration. And so, I want to talk about restoration in the context of curses and and deliverance um, because at the end of this, guys. Um, you are going to be blessed. You are going to be healed. You are going to walk in fullness. There's going to be finances restored in your life. There's going to be um, relationships restored. There's going to be healings. There's going to be purpose, right? That's the intent of Christ 
to make you supernatural, to make you a, have a warrior's mindset, a warrior's heart in the midst of the testing place, in the midst of the impossible place, right? Because you've learned to trust the Holy Spirit and not a vaccination, not the message of government, not the need for to be entertained, not the popular answer. You follow the Holy Ghost. And you have learned to receive wisdom and revelation that makes you supernatural because it is the wisdom of God. It is the power of the Holy Ghost flowing through you on the earth. And that is your only source of life. Amen. And so I want to talk about people today being born into curses. Um, you know, we talked uh, in several meetings uh, previous uh, to the last one, we talked about um, you know, the Lord declared when he handed out the Ten Commandments in um, Exodus 34, it says that uh, the iniquity of the forefathers will go upon the future generations to the third and fourth generation, right? So a curse is biblical. It's, it's documented biblically that what your forefathers did, you will pay for. You, the demons that your forefathers worshipped, you will pay for unless... You are under the blood of Jesus and we break that curse because the good news is that Jesus Christ hung on a tree, right? Galatians 3, Jesus hung on a tree and the curse was broken. The Jesus became a curse, the one who knew no curse, the perfect living sacrifice, right? It wasn't a dead sacrifice like in like in the old covenant. In the new covenant, Jesus Christ is a living sacrifice. He took your place. He's living so that you could be set free from every curse that comes upon you. Okay, so I want to encourage you. Um, I'm going to I'm going to talk about um, some some stories here uh, really to give you, uh, you know, courage about moving forward, because I know a lot of you are struggling. A lot of you don't know why that, you know, you always lose all your money or you always have bad relationships. You always you're never going to get out of, um, you know, sex slavery or, or or whatever it is. And that's a lie from the devil because the Lord breaks curses. Amen. The Lord is a curse breaker. Jesus actually picks fights intentionally with the devil to break the curses from your life. Amen. So I want to I want to tell you some stories. Um, I'm not going to tell any stories. Of, I, I could I could tell some stories about, you know, people being delivered from uh, the Masons or, the you know, the Illuminati. Um, you know, once you get into that organization and you get up to the 32nd or 33 le degree level, you actually learn that they worship um, what's known in the Bible as as the uh, the destroyer. Um, He's known as Apollyon. If if you if you read uh, Revelation, I think he's uh, identified in Revelation nine and thirteen. Um, he's known as um, either Apollyon um, or Abaddon. Okay, Abaddon. And they they mean the, the the destroyer. Okay, the the leader of the. He's known as the king of the locusts. Okay, the one who consumes and brings curses on people. Okay, the reason that's important for you to understand that um, in the context, because I know there's many people that listen to my stuff that you're in the midst of a, a major deliverance because you were either in the Masons or your father was in the Masons, your forefathers were in the Masons, and there's curses that you're dealing with right now because of their allegiance to the Masons. Because um, once you're in that organization, each level requires a different level of self-cursing. And they say things like, you know, I curse my children if I quit. I curse my children if I do this. Um, you know, my children's hearts will be ripped out. Um, they will go blind. They actually speak these curses um, in the midst of their declaration to this God named Abaddon. Okay. And um, as I said, he's known this, this God named Abaddon. That, that is in the book of Revelation is known as the king of the locusts. Well, where is locusts referenced in the realm of restoration? Um, if you go to Joel chapter 2, um, the, in, in the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, the Lord says in um, somewhere around verse 20 through, through 26, 27, it actually talks about, I will restore to you the years that the locusts have stolen, right? And he gives the four phases from the larvae stage 
when that locust is birthed, when the curse is birthed in a person's life, all the way to the curse being mature and it actually destroying what it came to destroy. And the Lord says, I will deliver you from all of that. I will restore the years, everything that the locusts have stolen. And I'm telling you that because I know there's people that need to hear that encouragement. Um, you're dealing with major physical problems. You're, you're dealing uh, with arthritis and, um, you know, just different uh, ailments of of the mind and dementia and anxiety and mental issues you you know all all of these things that are literally listed in the curses that that the forefathers pronounce over people when they enter into the masons is a major thing and i'm not going to walk you through that today but i encourage you um you need to renounce every one of those curses and embrace the fact that the lord literally has decreed that he became a curse for, for you okay if you if you don't uh you need to get a hold of um some there, there are some good uh, reference materials out there literally like four or five pages long of renouncing every curse that you or your your father your forefathers spoke as they were in that organization to break the curse off of you and your children it's a real thing guys and so um, I'm going to give you some examples today. Um, I was doing a deliverance ministry session in Virginia a while back. And um, I'm, I'm in this room and I, I walk in and there's this young Chinese um, woman. She's about 24, 25 years old. Um, and the Lord showed me a vision of her. And, and in the vision... I saw her as a baby in a crib, okay? And I saw a young mother put a viper, um, a, snake, a serpent, into the crib, and the viper latched onto the baby's uh, thigh. It sunk its fangs into the baby's thigh. And as the baby grew up, I, I, the next thing the Lord showed me is this woman, as she's appearing before my eyes, literally in this room, um, with this serpent hanging out of her leg, and I walked up, I, all I did was stand in front of her and she starts to cry. I mean, the Holy Ghost was working on this girl already, okay? She starts to, she starts to shake and she's, she's crying. And um, I asked her a couple questions. Um, and as I'm starting to ask her a couple questions, uh, she starts to um, confess a few things to me, Okay. Uh, she said she was born in Tibet, which is part of China. It's in the mountainous area. It's where all the monks, the Tibetan monks, if, you, if you've heard of Tibetan monks. Um, you know, Buddhism, there's different facets of Buddhism. And that's what they practice. But they actually uh, worshipped a particular snake god um, named Naga. Um you, you can go research it on the inter internet. I mean, there are temples, Buddhist temples um, in Tibet. Uh, and and the, way, the way this works in their family bloodlines is, um, you know, the girl started to explain to me that every child born in this region of Tibet, they all worship this snake god named Naga. Um, and the babies are brought into the temples where the Buddhist... Uh, priest pronounces the curse upon the children okay and she began i mean she's crying she is literally crying she's she tells us how she you know literally was somehow able to leave china and how she somehow ends up in a room in front of me um which i find absolutely amazing because you know the lord the lord brings people in front of me that i from from different places around the world i never would have imagined um being able to do deliverance on people from from different nations that are dedicated literally in temples um and you know curses pronounced upon them as part of their dedication to this god okay and so um she's telling us all in the room about um, severe depression, severe anxiety, um, struggling with sexual perversion and, and, um, you know, just selling herself and, and it's, it's, it's bad, right? It's, it is, she has such a bad view as this venom literally spews into her, her veins. 
Um, this curse is literally spewing venom continuously. And she, she was trying to be a Christian. She was trying to get out of this curse, but it would always, this entity would always bring her back into sexual perversion um, and just all kind of, let's just call it bad stuff. Okay. And so I stop her from talking and I start uh, to prophesy what I saw next. I saw Jesus walk into the room and literally grab the serpent by, by the head and release its fangs. And I started to prophesy that the serpent was going to be removed from her life. Okay. And as I'm, as I'm talking and, and prophesying this to her, Suddenly, this girl's eyes literally roll back in her head, and all you can see is the whites of her eyes, and this entity begins to speak. I mean, this is like right out of the movie, uh, right out of the Hollywood wood movies um, where, the, where the demons uh, speak through people. Um, but literally, um, this demon, you know, begins to, you know, intimidate me. Uh, you know, saying things, she's mine. I own her. Um, she's always going to be mine. I will own her children. Um, and, and I'm like, shut up and come out in the name of Jesus. And I'm commanding this thing out. And, uh, it took about 30 minutes. I mean, this girl stopped, you know, she falls to the ground. Uh, she's rolling around in the ground in immense pain. We're casting the devil out of her and we end up, we break the curse. Okay. And this was like a, 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 four-day event, um, and this happened on the first night, okay? And so she was at every meeting. I, I think I preached eight meetings in four days at this event, and she was at every one. And from that moment on, from the first night where she was basically the guinea pig, she was the, the demonstration of the power of the Holy Spirit for all the people to see. She was the one the Lord led me to see in a vision and that he w literally wanted to break this curse off of her. She's in the front row. Her hands are up. She's weeping. She's praying in tongues. Um, by the end of the weekend, guys, she's having the vision of the Lord. She literally is seeing the vision and we're coaching her to prophesy what the Lord is showing her. And she she's, she's like, this is the first time ever I've had peace in my life life. I've never had peace. I literally, and she's weeping. She's holding on to people on my team. She's holding on to me. Um, she's like in awe that this Holy Ghost is so supernatural that he comes with the intent to break the curse. Okay. Breaking curses are real. And I just, I want to encourage you guys. Um, if you've been struggling, if you were dedicated um, in a situation like this, as I described, um, there's hope for you, and we'll, we'll pray. Um, we'll pray for you in general here when we're finished. But um, I encourage you um, either call me or call a deliverance minister to help you if some of this stuff starts to trigger memories in you of you being dedicated in either in witchcraft ceremonies or um, you know some type of you know spells that were put on you by relatives. Um, it's real and those curses need broken. And so I'll give you, I'll give you another example here. Um, there was a particular guy from Central America who was born into a family, um, high level witchcraft, uh, very supernatural power. This guy was in his, uh, late twenties when he arrived in America. He was actually sent here to work with a satanic organization that infiltrates companies. Uh, with the intent to take money and funnel money out of them. And this guy had some very amazing, what I will call them demonic superpowers, okay? This guy could walk in a room. He would tell us that he would pick out a girl. He would put a spell on her. And within 24 to 48 hours, um, he was hooked up with this girl, okay? He had... Uh, he could walk into rooms um, and he could uh, do certain types of things in meetings, uh, doing incantations, um, literally where he swayed the mindset of the leaders in the room and, and literally would funnel money out of corporations by doing this. This was, this was a very high level guy in the world of witchcraft. Okay. And um, the background of this guy I'll tell you the I'll tell you the way the deliverance happened here in a minute. But the background of this guy was he was uh, born into a very high level 
uh, form of Santeria. Santeria is, uh, they practice open witchcraft in um, Central America. Uh, it's, it's a mix of uh, outright witchcraft, witchcraft and Catholicism. They call it Santeria. It has appearance. They use, they use some Christian symbols, but it's all witchcraft, okay? It's all witchcraft practices, rituals, incantations, spells, manipulation, sorcery, divination, you name it. Um, it's some pretty powerful stuff, okay? And so um, I had a word of knowledge as we're interviewing him and getting ready to pray with him. This guy's desperate. He's t he's he's like going crazy at this point, right? His mind, he's he's going nuts. He's visited at night um, by these demons that work with him and give him this information um, to to literally put spells on people to manipulate them. Um, and now he himself is going crazy. He's he's in his he's in his late twenties, and um, uh, you know, so he's coming for help, um, and so. As we're interviewing him, I get this word of knowledge from the Holy Spirit, and I get zeroed in. He's got this cross around his neck, okay? And the Holy Spirit leads me to ask this guy a question about this cross. And um, he says, well, every boy born into my family gets a, gets a cross like this in the baby dedication ceremony when... Um, they're basically dedicated to the the you know the mission the the uh, the demonic powers and the basically Satan. He's dedicated to Satan in these initiation processes from a young child. And this spirit guide, this entity that uh, teaches these young boys the spirit world. Um, is basically with them at following the center ceremony and that cross is a symbol or a marker of the presence of that entity of the presence of evil <laughs> and um i'm only telling you this story because it's it's uh it you know i know there's people that you can't control what you were born into and the curses you were born into um are major and significant and so um out of nowhere I reached up. It was like an unction of the Holy Spirit. Just it was like this this strength came on me. I knew I was supposed to do this. I reached up and I grabbed the cross in my right hand and I ripped the chain. I broke the chain off of this guy's neck. And this guy's a big guy. He's I don't know. He's probably about two hundred seventy pounds, six three, two seventy. Um, he's strong, um, big, just a big guy. Um, Immediately when I ripped this thing off of him, his eyes glazed over and this entity came forward and he started to scream. His arms went up in the air and I'll kill you. And this thing, this thing, um, literally this guy now under the, the, the spell of this entity literally rushed um, me and the two guys standing with me and he reached out to grab me. Um, and the, the other two guys with me, right? I, 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 I throw the cross across the room. Um, and all three of us are trying to hold this guy as he's literally manifesting and picking us up and, 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 you know, trying to throw us across the room. And several of us, he did. Um, and I'm saying, come out. I break this curse. I break this baby dedication curse. I break the curse of Santeria. I, you know, and I'm, I'm naming all this stuff and I'm, I'm commanding these demons to come out. And, uh, literally within about 30 seconds, the rage that was upon this guy, it was like he lost strength. He falls down to the ground. And if you heard me tell the story way back at the beginning about the Navajo witch doctor and the foam coming out of his mouth, I don't know what it is about witch doctors and deep um, embrace of the occult, um, but there is a physical manifestation that happens in these deliverances. It's a pattern that, I, that I've seen. This guy, he starts foaming at the mouth and this, this yellowish green foam literally, um, you know, from, from the demonic um, 
you know, incantations and rituals and things he's done, the blood candles, um, all these sacrifices to demons that they do. Um, this foam literally starts coming out of this guy's mouth and we're saying, come out, come out in Jesus name, come out. And this, this, it's like, it's like, it's like a fire hose of foam. Okay. The guy's literally filling up a bucket of this greenish yellow foam and it stunk. It literally stunk so bad. Um, it was, it was, you know, it was supernaturally demonically stinky, put it that way. (laughs) That's kind of funny, but um, it's real. Okay. Long story short, guys, this guy today is still a practicing Christian praising, praising the Holy ghost, um, and can really discern the difference between the demonic kingdom and the kingdom of heaven, because he functioned in that one, in the, in the demonic world. And now he functions in the kingdom of heaven. And so his discernment is off the chart in in recognizing the demonic but that's a cool story um i don't it doesn't matter you know if you were born into the masons it doesn't matter if you were born in to buddhism or um hinduism or or any of that stuff where they dedicate babies um to the witch doctor and they assign them spirit guides it doesn't matter we can break those curses okay and i'll tell you one more story here before uh, we move on but um i was in india um, in 2017, um, one, one of the, one of the crusades, uh, you know, the Lord, you know, there's a couple thousand people at this particular crusade and, um, the Lord led me to really to not preach this night. And he gave me this word of knowledge about asking, um, if there's anybody who brought a deaf mute with them to come forward, the Lord wants me to pray for you. And that's how we started the night. Okay. So we make the announcement and uh, we've got this line. I mean, deaf mutes. What I've learned in India is um, the curses that are placed on people literally um, cause people to go stir crazy um, and they become deaf mutes. Um, there's there's hundreds. I mean, I, every crusade I go to, there's literally lines of people who are deaf mutes. And we've seen miracle after miracle about, a miracle about deaf mutes. I don't know what it is about deaf mutes, but the, there's a, there's the Lord has an anointing um, when I go to India to heal people from this these demonic curses. And um, so anyway, you know, this one particular uh, young guy, he's 19, 20 years old. There's two guys on each side of him with an old guy. They're bringing him forward. Um, and this, this, this guy that's a deaf mute, he's shaking, he's struggling. He's, you can tell these demons were like stirred up. They're trying to get away. They want to run. Um, and these two guys on either side of him, they're holding him and they brought, they brought this guy forward. And, um, you know, I started to prophesy that, that, uh, that the curses, the Hindu curses are, are, are being broken tonight. And, you know, I, I prayed and prophesied a number of things and I, I laid my hand on this guy. As soon as I laid my hand on this young guy, literally, it was like a lightning bolt hits this guy. He flies backward. He lands on his back like 10, 15 feet behind where we were standing in front of this crowd. Okay. And so, um, he's laying there on his back and he sits up. And when he sits up, he turns. And he looks at this old guy who I found out afterward is this kid's father. He looks at his father and he speaks. He calmly speaks to his father. And the, and the father falls down to his knees in front of a couple thousand people. He's on his knees. He's screaming Jesus. Okay. He's screaming Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Okay. And I'm like, I'm asking my interpreter, what's going on? What, what's, what's happening? Obviously there was a supernatural miracle, right? This, this kid flies 15 feet backwards on his back, sits up and speaks. Um, I thought he was a deaf mute, right? Well, (laughs) guess what? The Lord was delivering this kid. Okay. And so the story, you know, after a few minutes, the interpreter tells me, he goes, all right, here's the deal. Um, the this guy here is the father. When this kid was 14, five years ago, the father took him to a Hindu temple with an intent to get the blessing of the Hindu priest, which is actually curses. They curse and curse and curse. And there's a lot of bad stuff that happened inside of Hindu temples. Okay. 
um, kids are molested and literally the parents give these children thinking that, that, you know, it's the right thing to do. It's, it's the, they'll be blessed by it. It's kind of like when young boys in, in Catholicism are, are given to the priest thinking that they're, they're taken care of by a good man. Okay. Um, and so anyway, this, this, uh, this, this father, you know, the story is that this kid was normal. He could speak, he could hear, he was intelligent. Um, but when the father took him into the Hindu temple within hours, this kid was a deaf mute and he was literally, um, I'll describe it as out of his mind, okay? Um, he would be so violent at night that the father had to tie him to the bed so that he wouldn't hurt himself or anybody else in the house, okay? This happened for five years every day in this man's life. You can imagine what he felt like. You can imagine what this man, he thought he was doing something good for his family by allowing the Hindu priest to pronounce curses on them. They thought they're blessings, but they're actually curses, okay? And the poor boy suddenly is stricken with a demonically induced inability to speak or hear, and he foams at the mouth and, and is violent at night, okay? And so now there's a word of knowledge at a crusade. I lay my hand on this kid, and the impartation of deliverance comes upon this kid. He sits up. He's in his right mind. Dude, let me tell you, we brought this kid. That was the first kid I prayed for, okay? The first thing I did by being obedient to what the Lord wanted to do and there's a miracle happens before 2,000 people. We bring this kid up on stage. The father tells the story, okay? Everybody starts rushing to the altar because they can relate. The parents can relate. They themselves can relate to the fact that they were taken into a Hindu priest temple and suddenly all this bad stuff, this torment, um, shaking, you know, at night and the fear, anxiety and can't speak, can't hear all these curses. All these things are demonically induced curses that come upon people. Um, these people can relate. Guess what? I didn't preach that night. I prayed for deliverance in, in, for hours of all these people that not only brought their kids, but they themselves came being tormented by demonic spirit guides and Hindu curses and all these things. And person after person, miracle after miracle deliverance, people being healed as we're casting demons out of people, okay? As people are relating to the, to the father who thought they were doing the right thing, taking their, their young people, young kids to a Hindu temple. And so, listen guys, um, curses are real, right? Curses are, are supernatural. They have the ability to invoke a demonic power um, on a person in such a way that it has physical manifestation. Not only is the demon present, but physical ailment, right? These things that I'm describing to you, you know, the anxiety and the fear is one thing, but physical problems, right? Can't see, can't hear, can't speak, can't um, walk, you know, in a coordinated fashion. Can't, you know, cr they become crippled. There's stories of people becoming crippled. Okay, so I'm, I'm telling these stories because, you know, Jesus, you know, there's multiple references in the, in the New Testament, in the four Gospels, of Jesus praying for a person to be healed but he addresses a spirit, okay? He addresses a spirit. The woman um, who was bent over 18 years, right? It says that she had a spirit of infirmity, okay? The boy in Mark chapter 9, we talked about this a month or so, maybe two months ago. The boy in Mark chapter 9, um, you know, the, Jesus said this kind only come out by prayer and fasting, right? He's talking about a particular kind of demon, but it, a, a demonic power, a curse, was causing a physical manifestation. He called it a lunatic spirit. Okay, we call it epilepsy today. It's the medical diagnosis. A physical, um, you know, whether, whether it's a cancer, 
whether it's let, let, let me tell you this I'll, I'll, I'll tell you some more stories about cancer here in a second but um demons not only cause mind issues but they cause physical issues okay i've there's a lot i've worked with a lot of people and ministered deliverance and seen people healed i had a person and this is uh, i've 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 seen the hand of God come upon people in different ways, in different fashions, many times. Um, but in one in one case, um, I may have told this story, but you know, in in uh, in Southern Ohio, um, I had a woman where um, you know she was standing in, in in front of me in a prayer line, and when I got to her, I saw this dark mass inside her chest, um, and. I then saw the hand of God reach in and pull this dark matter out of her out of her chest, and I saw her lungs pure white on the inside when the Lord when the Lord's hand did what it was going to do. Okay, and so I asked her a question, um, a, a couple questions medically, and she says, "Yeah, um, I think she said it was like stage two cancer. Um, I'm going to start treatment. Da da da. Well." guess what? I started to prophesy that the hand of God was coming upon her, that her lungs would be healed. <laughs> Three weeks later, um, I got invited back to this church. She comes, she's all excited because she sees me. She, you know, I hadn't, hadn't been there. It wasn't a routine place where I went to church. I was a guest minister. And so she runs up and says, can I give a testimony? And she says, she stands in front of the church and she says, um, three weeks ago, this man prophesied that the cancer that I had that he didn't know about, but I confessed afterward, after he gave me the vision, the cancer was going to be removed by the hand of God. And he, she goes, I went to start my uh, treatment and they started, they, they took, started to take x-rays and were doing some type of a CT scan and stuff and they could not find cancer. So they canceled the treatment. <laughs> And listen, guys, I, I give you a lot of stories of, of healing and deliverance. I'm, I'm trying to encourage you. I'm trying to get you to the realization that you serve the most powerful force on earth. And um, there's a couple takeaways here. Number number one, curses um, can be broken. If you were born into a witchcraft, if you were born into a, a, a mason or uh, some type of uh, demonic, purely demonic religion, or even, even, you know, Catholicism or something where they worship idols and, and those type of things. Um, and, and curses follow you. Listen, there is hope. Jesus is the curse breaker. And that, um, the, the other key takeaway is that there are physical manifestations of curses. Okay. Demons cause physical sickness. Okay, they cause mental torment. Okay, um, gave a lot of biblical scripture to back that up, and and I just want to encourage you that Jesus is your problem solver. Jesus is the curse breaker. Jesus is the one who heals. Jesus is the one, right? And the Lord, I just you know I I want to emphasize the fact that Jesus spent three whole chapters in the book of John telling the disciples about the one who would come, the helper. He called him um, the spirit of truth, the Holy Spirit, right? Um, the, the word helper um, is actually the word uh, parakletos. It means the one who stands with you in the court, in the court of law. The one who stands with you um, tugging on the heart of the judge to render you innocent, right? The one who um, is the, 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 the lawyer on your behalf that breaks the lie of the enemy who uses all this dead religion and, and dead sin that Jesus paid for. And the parakletos, the ultimate attorney of heaven, literally rules in your favor. He gets the judge to rule in your favor and declares you innocent, declares you set free, declares you um, delivered from demonic powers. Okay? And, and throughout the, you know, John 14, 15 and 16, Jesus is saying, you need the Holy Ghost. You need the Holy Ghost. You need Paracletos. You need, um, the, the one who stands in the court with you. You need the helper. 
right? You need the one who said, Jesus said in John 16, um, verse uh, uh, 7 to 11, he says, when the Holy Spirit comes, he will convict of sin, of righteousness, and of power. Why of sin? Well, he convicts of sin that you need a Savior. You actually need a Savior. You need Jesus Christ. He is the only way to heaven. He's the way, the truth, and the life. Um, he is the only answer to heaven. He's the only one who washes your sin away. You can't go confess your sin to a priest and say 25 Hail Marys and expect your sin to go away. You need to go and, and, and receive the power of the Holy Ghost. And Jesus Christ is the one who washes your sin away. Amen? Jesus Christ sent the Holy Spirit to t bring you into the courtroom to pronounce you innocent. He didn't bring you into the courtroom to align with Satan and pronounce you guilty. He brought you into the courtroom to pronounce you innocent. You are washed white as snow and every curse that was spoken or, or released upon your life is broken and defeated and you are set free from that curse. You are now out of the law. You are out of the realm of the curse and the demonic infestation in your life and you are now in the realm of being set free in the in the heavenly realm in the power of the holy ghost amen the second one is he convicts you of righteousness not only are you set free of sin but you are clothed in righteousness you are clothed in the equipping in the powering the clothing of the holy ghost right you are to be baptized in the power of the holy ghost it is the gift of righteousness that makes you a son of god that allows you to walk on the earth in victory right literally a mindset of victory you are a warrior in a garden you know why because no longer do you do you wear the clothes of curses do you wear the clothes of the sins of your forefathers that's all been dealt with by christ you now wear the clothing of the one who judges in your favor, the parakletos, the one who says you are a son of God, you are righteous, you are clothed from power from on high. Amen, amen. And the third thing that, that Jesus said, the Holy Ghost said what he will do in John 16, 11, he says he will bring judgment upon your enemies. He will bring judgment upon the, every demonic power that has released a curse in your life. He brings a judgment upon the, the, the curses that haunt you. He brings a judgment upon the, the demonic powers, the fallen angels, the principalities, the ruling spirits that come and whisper in your ear and try to paint the wrong picture and a false identity in your life. He comes, the, Jesus said the Holy Ghost comes to pick a fight with that devil and to crush his head, to literally cast him out, drive him out, break his neck and every demonic power that comes with it. Amen. And that's why you walk in the boldness of the Holy Ghost because because you know that you walk with the most supernatural force there is the amazing gift that Jesus said do not leave this city until I send you the Holy Spirit because when you wear the clothing of the Holy Ghost when you are washed clean and made new and you are a new creature the likes of which has never existed before and you have a destiny that the Father wrote about you in heaven guess what you become the one who shakes the world instead of the world causing you to shake at night in fear in your bedroom because you don't know who you are and you are under the the spell of a curse amen you know you because you are baptized in the holy ghost you hear his voice and you now have the power to cast out devils heal the sick and raise the dead and the enemy is afraid of what you're about to become amen amen all right so i just listen I release the power of the Holy Ghost upon you. For those who have never prayed in tongues, I release that grace upon you. I call you washed clean. I call you severed from every demonic curse. I call you severed from every demonic entity. I break every curse spoken over you in a dedication. I command that evil power to go. I release the clothing of the Holy Ghost, the paracletos anointing, that you are judged innocent. And in that innocence, you will cast out devils, heal the sick, and raise the dead. I command you right now to receive every gift of the Holy Ghost. I command you to receive wisdom. I command your sin forgiven. I command revelation to be granted to your heart. I command the gift of tongues, interpretation of tongues, uh, prophecy, words of knowledge, faith, the working of miracles, every supernatural sign of the Holy Ghost, the working of, of healing and, and, and signs and wonders will follow you in the name of Jesus. You will break curses. You will live in the dominion power of the voice of God. Amen. So in Jesus name, I command every curse 
that's working in your life to go in Jesus' name. I command it to leave now in the name of Jesus. I command the spiritual blindness that's been put on your life because of your forefathers pronouncing curses, whether it be the Masons or whether it be in a, a Tibetan uh, baby dedication in Santeria, whatever the false religion is, I break the, the commitment and the power of those words. I command those words to fall down dead, to never to reproduce in the name of Jesus. And I release for the Holy Ghost, I release the words that you are forgiven. You are There is a renunciation. Um, your debt has been paid for. The ransom has been paid for. And your your debt is, is paid in full in the name of Jesus. And I just decree over you freedom. I command fear to leave you. I command um, physical sickness to leave you now in the name of Jesus. And I just release the grace of Almighty God to come upon you right now. In the name of Jesus. All right, guys, have a great time this week in the Holy Spirit. Pray like your life depends on it. Climb that mountain. Hear the voice of God. Dwell in the secret place of the Most High. And make your enemies fear you. Make your enemies fear you. The enemies of Jesus Christ feared him because they couldn't shake him, because peace was in his heart and the Father revealed secret information to him and dreams and visions. And he walked on the earth and everywhere he went, the enemy shook in fear at his coming. They begged him not to cast him out. They begged him not to um, have his way in setting the people free. So I just released that revelation and I prophesy over you, you are a uh, warrior filled with wisdom you are a warrior filled with wisdom and you will dominate your landscape what your forefathers couldn't do before you you will walk in peace and power and revelation everything that the enemy that the locusts stole from you and your previous generations i call it back upon you a hundredfold i every demonic bank right now that is that houses everything stolen from your bloodline. I command it to come back a hundredfold. I command it restored in your life right now a hundredfold. A hundredfold. I command health to come upon you and your children and your marriage and your future generations. I command wealth to come upon you and your children and your future generations. I command mercy and peace and, and the wisdom of God to come upon you in supernatural ways and supernatural visitations. I release that upon you right now in the name of Jesus. All right, guys, walk in the grace of the Holy Ghost. Walk within expectation and uh, have a great week. I'll see, see you next time on School of the Holy Spirit. Thank you for joining this week's episode of the School of the Holy Spirit. For more information or to request David at your church or conference, please go to davidcuppet.org, D-A-V-I-D-C-U-P-P-E-T-T dot O-R-G, or fivestoneministries.org. You can also find the School of the Holy Spirit podcast on iTunes, Spotify, and Charisma Magazine. For a deeper dive into the Holy Spirit, we encourage you to purchase David's new book entitled Wisdom-Filled Warriors, available on Amazon. We pray that you will encounter the Holy Spirit in a transforming way and become all that Christ has prophesied over your life.